just fart. No, I moved back on my chair. I think she just farted everybody. Hold and on. you'll never know because she edits. I want to see if I can get it to do it again. Did that sound like it? No. About that? No, it just sounds like you're shifting around. I'm pretty sure you just farted and now you're trying to cover it with, oh, I just moved in my chair. Why would I not claim a fart? Because I don't know, but can this be the intro to the episode instead of what we <laughs> usually do? I mean, sure. Okay, so Kelly just farted. Yes, definitely. <laughs> you, uh, what's it called, Ma- miraculously can't get your chair to make the exact same noise that it just made, so. I can't, right? It's not. Yeah, so. Oh, well. We'll just okay. say I farted. It's fine. Okay. Everybody farts. Everybody poops. Yeah, you're right. I poop a lot. You do. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't had to take a poop break yet. No. That's what got me out of bed. I had to poop. <laughs> of course. <laughs> anyway, so I was going to do something creepy for, for for the intro. Are you ready? Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. I was going to be like this. Ready? Hi, and welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. This is Top Shelf Shenanigans, and my name is Janie. My best friend and my loyal co-host, Kelly. I hate this. Please stop. I know. <laughs> I was thinking about that like all week and I'm like, I'm just going to be a creep at the top of the show. Uh, yeah, I hate that kind of shit. Why, you don't want me to talk in my soothing lull of a voice the entire episode? Uh, No. You like my chaotic ramblings? Yes. And how I get really loud when I'm excited? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my wife will always be like you need to calm down you're screaming and I'm like I'm sorry I'm just really like when I'm amped about something I know I like that though because I'm just not that way mm-hmm. I'm so monotone and like unanimated about everything so I like people that get excited and get I don't know I just I'm a pretty quiet person and a pretty reserved outside of like my comfort zone mm-hmm you know, but like I get told all the time when people are like, when I first met you, like you were so shy and now you don't shut up. And I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's not shy, though. No. It's you're introverted. And that's me, too. Or I don't really see that I have something in common with you. So I don't care to talk to you, which <laughs> sounds so shitty. But that's just how I am. No, I agree. I'm I shitty. Don't- no, no. Yes, you're a fucking shit bag. No, no. I think honestly, I'd rather stay quiet than add absolutely nothing to the conversation. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I hate when people tell me the most useful or useless stuff about themselves. I don't yeah, especially care. especially when you're not friends and it's just some mm-hmm. random person and it's like now I get to carry that in my brain for way too long about this person that I'm probably never going to talk to again. Right. Like you don't get to live rent free in my mind. Exactly. That's for my my close friends. Right. I met you five minutes ago. I don't care about your your family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Exactly. Like, <sighs> I hate small talk. <laughs> Small talk is the worst. Okay, so I really hope for anybody out there listening, I'm sorry if my voice sounds weird today, but for some reason, it sounds normal while we're talking right now, right? Yeah, yeah. But I sent her a snap earlier, and she was like, your voice sounds so fucking weird. I didn't even know it was you talking, and I so I don't, if it's weird today, I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. 
we're on top shelf shenanigans. We're talking about Winona Earp and Nicole and their friendship, the evolution of their friendship, which has come a long way. And we have made it to probably the funniest episode in this entire show. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I tread lightly again i have only watched season four once through so i and i do know like frog nicole was a fucking hot mess of comedic of comedy which i loved but, but it wasn't I honestly, the whole episode it wasn't it was honestly kind of the side the side piece hoe yeah like this is centralized around these disaster twins and it's just pretty much nonstop comedy which i love so um i apologize in advance i have six pages of written notes that we have to get through and i have five <laughs> yeah so we might actually have to split this into two halves so who knows i guess we're just gonna buckle in and go for it right yes okay so for those of you who might need a refresher or where we're at, we're on 3-7. The episode is called I Fall to Pieces. Although I liked how you titled it Chaos Twins. I did. In my notes, it said Chaos Twins. And then in parentheses, it said I Fall to Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> because literally that is what this episode is. So I guess let's just fucking dive in because we have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Not that we haven't been just bullshitting for 10 minutes anyway. We haven't talked about this episode since last night when we re- both rewatched it. Yeah, she was like, oh, I'm starting 3-7, you know, because we hadn't watched it yet. And I was like, wait, 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 I'll join you. But we didn't really discuss anything. We just kind of were like, oh, this is funny or I love this or whatever. The episode starts with Winona and Charlie hooking up in the fire truck. And they are interrupted by Nicole campaigning for sheriff in the fire station. <laughs> you know, she comes in, she's handing out donuts, she's talking to the guys, and Winona starts, like, panic getting dressed, like, fuck, 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 of course, my best friend and little sister would walk into a fire station, which, up until this point, was probably a relatively safe place to hook up without getting caught, because nobody knew her and Charlie were doing it until this moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the audience knew, because they hooked up at the, the end of the, the last, last episode. Yeah. Right. Winona's getting, like, panic dressed, right? And um, Charlie's kind of like, uh, I didn't know Nicole was your sister's girlfriend. That's kind of weird. And Winona's amusement fades. Like, you can kind of see her scowling at him. And, like, she's shaking out her shirt. And she, like, angry shakes it. And she's, like, defensive immediately. Like, oh, what? You don't like my, like, are you a homophobe pretty much? Like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of just, like, it's a brief little moment. But she's, like, immediately, like... Don't you talk about my sister and best friend like that? Wynonna is actually very defensive in this episode anytime someone says something about another person. She is. Like this whole episode, if you just watch her face or her little, like the little thing she says after they say something. Mm Mm-hmm. She's very defensive. Like Scrofano's eyebrows are on point in this episode and they (laughs) they do a lot of acting and a lot of work in this episode. I love it. They do. I do have a question. Why did Charlie think it's weird that Nicole is Waverly's girlfriend? Because in the next sentence, he's like, no, Purgatory Pride is my favorite event of the year. I'm wondering if it's because Nicole's a cop and Waverly is Winona's sister. Oh, and maybe like, that it, whole cop yeah, firefighter dynamic. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't really get why it's weird either. Me either. I thought that was kind of out of place. And then, but then he turns around right after that and says, Nicole warned me about you. So Nicole and Charlie has at least had one decently, not angry conversation, peaceful conversation, I'm guessing. Even if it was just business, like, oh, I'm sending in my special agent. Her name is Wynona or, you know, when they met in the Christmas episode, you know, she's good, but she's a hot mess or whatever, however that conversation went. So they've at least had like 
a peaceful conversation. So yeah. why would he just be like, it's weird that Nicole, like, that was such an out-of-place line. Maybe it's because Charlie's a weird dude. Yeah, he's, he's a weird dude. So, yeah, he goes, Nicole warned me about you. <laughs> and Winona goes, that I'm super flexible. Okay, how would she know that? Her Nicole and Waverly play Twister. That's how she knows that. You, you just broke my brain. Yeah. I'm picturing it right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, no, that you're a hot mess. And um, so, you know, Nicole had to have used the word hot mess. So, you know, at least she called Winona hot. She usually does. Yeah, that's true. There is no secret that these two females can appreciate each other's beauty in this you know what i'm saying yeah i mean as they should i think best friends should always be like my best friend's hot fuck you yeah <laughs> i like how i know it's like well it's better than a clean or a cold tidy or whatever <laughs> <laughs> so they get out of the fucking fire truck well she sets off the siren yeah they set off the siren and of course everybody looks that way and she's like oops was that me <laughs> i like how she was like well, this was fun or whatever. And she's trying to make all those puns like, thanks for the big hose or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that's gross. She was like, backdraft. He's like, did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> Their banter is actually very funny. It is really funny. Mostly because Wynonna's just, well, a hot mess. She's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, she's just a fucking idiot. And she's getting laid again. And it, it's completely like no strings attached. Uh, it's not it's not her baby daddy it's not she doesn't have feelings for this guy she's just having some dopey sex which everybody needs every now and then you know yeah she's just having fun yeah so she sets off the alarm and draws the attention and she gets out of the truck and everybody is staring at her and nicole what kills me in this is nicole is just so her face i don't want to say like is expressionless because there's an expression on her face but it's just like she's just so not surprised yeah she's not surprised at all but there's no like she's not scowling she's not smirking she's almost staring at her with a mix of like unbelievable but i should not be like but i'm not surprised it's (laughs) yeah i can't i can't pin down the expression but it's just so it's blank but it's also like i don't it's just such a word like dis not disappointment but she's just like she's not shocked at all but it's almost like time. it's almost like of course while I'm here trying to campaign this would be what happens. It's yeah, it's like <laughs> literally she's like I should have anticipated this. Like of yeah. fucking course. <laughs> and Waverly is in that like amused space. But like yeah, Waverly's just like in the background like biting her cheeks trying not to laugh. I love it. But like Nicole just stands there and stares. She doesn't even blink. <laughs> I just love it. Like, it was cracking me up. So, yeah. And then Winona, you know, not cool at all. But what can she do? She's been caught. She's caught red-handed. What can you do, right? Yeah. Just own it, Uh, you know. She's just, like, shrugs. Like, just an adult woman with adult woman needs. Like, there's no denying what just happened. Oh, and Charlie, he comes out and then, like, sees everybody and, like, tries to hide back into the truck for, like, a split second and then realizes, like, there's no use. Yeah. Great, it's perfect. Like we said, nonstop comedy, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So you know, she they turn it out. She's like, "Need a ride?" She's like, "I had a ride. I need a nap." <laughs> it's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> I know. And like Nicole just rolls her eyes again. Yeah. She's like, not mad. She's not. She's slightly amused, but it's she, yeah, she is. It's hidden under that still kind of lingering. Like, of course, this is exactly what I should have expected. This is so on brand. She's yeah. It's just. 
this is who Winona is. And it's like, at the end of the day, she loves Winona for this. And she honestly, she can't even be shocked by it. <clears throat> and then at the end, when um, Waverly's like, so does this mean you and Doc aren't a thing anymore? And then Winona's like, we were never a thing. Mm-hmm. And Nicole, again, like rolls her eyes like, okay. Yeah, and her and Waverly kind of share a look. They're like a step behind Winona. And they kind of look at each other. And they're just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. When when will she realize? Right, like, mm-hmm. Okay, you guys weren't a thing. Sure, you guys just had a baby together. Yeah. So I have a the next scene with Doc and Kate. Uh-huh. This is like all my notes say about this. Doc is vamped out with his ass out. Vamped out with his ass out. Yeah. Honestly, that's a good look. <laughs> vamped out with his ass out. I, I'm here for it. Right. I love it. Like, honestly, that scene is so funny. I remember the first time watching it, and I was just like, is is his ass out? <laughs> it's all the way out. His ass was all the way out. I love it. Okay, so next kind of time we see them, Jeremy and Waverly are in the station, and Nicole and uh, Winona come in with Nedley after. And they they have these singing um, frat boys, and they're coming into the station together. You know, Waverly and Jeremy are there having their little scene. I like and their then, friendship a lot. So do I. And then so it's like they come into the station together and then it cuts to Jeremy and Waverly and then cuts back. And they're pushing that bookshelf that was not there in the last episode. <laughs> I have that written, too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have to write it down because I know. Um, Push with your legs. Shut up with your mouth. Your mouth. <laughs> Why is that like us moving something heavy? Um, I feel like that's exact. You would be like push with your legs because you wouldn't want me to like get hurt and you would be being kind and I would tell you to shut up. (laughs) And then I would just be like as when it was way too heavy after like two minutes of trying to be nice and figure it out. I would be like I would get mad. Yeah, you would. (laughs) (laughs) Like fine. And just like tip over the bookshelf and I would turn more into Winona like and probably say something sarcastic. But yeah, that's definitely us. Let's let's start a moving company where all we do is just sass each other. I'm down. Okay, good. And then Nedley kind of explains, you know, this is my secret sex toy locker or whatever. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> and he, he wants them to go through it and try to figure out what's of interest and what's not. And then Nicole is talking to, to Nedley about Bunny and how she's, you know, not cooperating and being kind of essentially a bully to her about wanting to be sheriff. And even though Winona has definitely been giving Nicole shit this entire episode and we're like four minutes in already, she's still like supporting her, like silently supporting her in her own little way. Like as she's kind of starting to dig through the locker already while the Nicole and Nedley are having this conversation and he he was like you know she's a bully um what does he say she's a bully they uh, whatever yeah and I mean why not I just kind of cuts into the conversation and like is she still around like yeah kind of showing that she doesn't like that person either right she's she's pretending to kind of just be interested in these items but at the Mm -hmm. same time she's the whole time, and it's no secret because she's the one who suggested it in the last episode, she 100% supports Nicole being sheriff. And I think her this is the first time her hearing 
about Bunny and her resistance to Nicole. And so she's kind of pinged in on the conversation. And she's just like, you know, when, when Nedley's like, she's a bully, you have to bully her back, essentially, or whatever. And when I was like, yeah, dipshit, everybody knows that. Or deputy dipshit, everybody knows that. So it's like <laughs> her way of, again, like supporting her and kind of egging her on to say, yeah, you can do it. Like, I support you, but, it, you know, in her own way, known a kind of way. Nicole's like, yeah, you know, you're right. I'm going to set up a meeting, this and that. And so it kind of flashes. The next scene is they're back at the closet. So I guess Nicole just rushed off to make a phone call. Yeah, I think she goes to set up a meeting. And once she leaves the room, Winona does make her comment that Bunny's going to eat her for lunch. Yeah. So she's already, she's kind of, I think, worried about it and already probably thinking about how she can interfere. Oh, absolutely. I think she definitely is. But she didn't want to like say to Nicole, like, hey, do you want me to come and we'll team up on her or whatever? Yeah, she, she would never do that. I mean, she might now in season four. Maybe. But I think she also she wouldn't want Nicole to feel like she can't do something on her own. Oh, yeah. She... And like need need her around or something. So I think she respects that, too. Oh, yeah. She absolutely respects how capable Nicole is. Also, the next scene is Mama Earp completely tearing Doc apart again drag him drag his ass like she calls him out so hard again because he's sneaking around the barn and she comes Mm -hmm. out and she's got a shotgun and then one of my other favorite quotes she says you shouldn't sneak around there's a gun toting mental patient on the loose (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and then she just like rips into him about um because he left christmas dinner right yeah i love no nonsense from mama herb drag his chapless his chapped ass his chap clad ass get it do you think he's wearing the chaps under those jeans and nothing else yes yes perfect mm-hmm. he spent all day in ch- assless chaps with mama herb yeah <laughs> perfect <laughs> and then i also like the whole when when nona's digging through the closet and she's like nedley are you looking at my ass and he's like no he doesn't even flinch <laughs> I love that that line was completely ad-libbed. Dude, she has some of, like, the best ad-libbed things. And then he just doesn't even laugh. He just, no. Yeah, he played it perfectly. I love it. He's like, no. And he doesn't even blink. He doesn't even hesitate. No. Okay, so the next scene is they're sorting through the closet, and Nicole is, you know, being serious about it. And Wynonna's sitting there with a donut, just (laughs) fucking being annoying. Well, she's reading through Nedley's old police memo. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's like, so what about this urn? You know, how about this? Uh, uh, uh. And when I was like, it's all junk. And she's like, oh, my God, look at this. I like, you know, Nicole's ser- this again. This shows their contrasting like approaches to things mm-hmm. nicole's serious let's do this i was given a task let's get it and winona's like i was given the same task i'll get to it eventually probably but at first i'm gonna just fart around yeah well come on like if you found an old police memo you wouldn't want to read that and like just laugh oh, especially if you personally knew that person exactly. hell yeah exactly <laughs> so you know she goes on and nicole of course gets annoyed like why can't you take anything seriously <laughs> winona's like you're a smartish girl nicole <laughs> <laughs> because you know she can't pay a, a real compliment no she's such a fucking dick yeah she's like uh, surely you've understood you know you've figured out by now that this is basically the parent trap yeah to practice make us practice working together right i like how winona's like not upset about it she's like this is such a basically such a transparent plot by nedley mm-hmm. she's she's just like whatever like and nicole's like oh damn it <laughs> <laughs> 
so, but Nicole's still taking the task at hand seriously because it was given to her. She still tries to get Winona to help her. Like, well, either way, you have to. We have to get through this because whatever. And so I think she takes a page from Winona's book at this this point, and she uses something that she knows will push Winona's buttons to get her attention. And she's just like, well, don't you want to be Bullshar, especially after what he did to dolls? Like. Yeah. Uh, You know, everybody lost dolls. She's still hurting from the loss of dolls, but she knows. And I think it's kind of like, you know, she's learned who Winona is and how she functions. And she kind of took a book from her, a page from her book and is like, okay, well, if you're not going to do what I want you to, you're not going to take this seriously. I'm just going to pick at that one thing that's going to set you off. And it works. Oh, it really sets Winona off. She gets really upset about it. Yeah. And she, and you know, they turn into children. (laughs) <laughs> because that's how they communicate you know she just starts throwing shit and then they um you know fuck some shit up and start breaking stuff and they start bickering like children you know what i love is you don't see this sort of childish side with anybody else but these two. Oh no none of them do this shit at all except them when they're together yeah they don't do it with anybody else they mm. don't they're so like nicole is so poised well-spoken direct you know, she gets her point across, she has her plan, everything's methodical and thought out, and she, you know, carries herself very well. And then Winona, you know, she, too, she's smart, well thought out, she's just a little more chaotic about it, you know, but they both kind of have their personas and the way they, who they are and how they present themselves to everybody else. But with each other, they cannot It's just so funny that they revert back to, like, you almost believe that they've been friends for 20 years, the way they interact and, like, bicker and pick at each other, and they use their bickering to communicate. Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, the kind of stuff that you would do to your sibling. Like, I can see them sitting on the couch and... Nicole's sitting and Winona's kind of laying there and she keeps putting like her foot in Nicole's face. Right. Because you do that to your siblings. Oh, yeah. Or like they get up to use the bathroom and you drink all their drinks and eat all their snacks. Yes. Or you take the remote or you take the good chair. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then they fight. And I would kill to see them as sisters. It would be hilarious. I didn't write a fic about that. Well, there you go. I didn't. Anyway, (laughs) that's pretty much where that idea came from. So they break the mirror. They break a bunch of shit. The next kind of scene, unless you have something in between. I'm trying to go Um, fast and move through the episode, but I pretty much just watched the entire episode because I watched I watched the whole thing, too. I don't know what happened. My voice decided to leave for a second. You just went to puberty for the fourth time. Yeah. Four times. For sure. It's probably because I don't talk this much and we talked for so long before. I usually have that problem after recording where Mm -hmm. my voice just keeps going in and out and it's already starting. So great. So you're just going to shut the fuck up about halfway through. Probably. Just about time for my TED talk. Yeah. It's the only thing I have after that is that the gnome dude comes to life. Yeah. The gnome guy comes to life. The next Thing you kind of see um i included this scene because i really like it is winona and nedley in the bar uh, yeah i included that scene as well it's a it's a really good scene and it's important and you know they she, talk about nicole yeah that's the entire point of the conversation pretty much you know N- nedley's just sitting there drinking ginger ale and she gets the bottle and just pours him some without even asking <laughs> she's like i won't tell if you won't and then she's like what he's like how's that you know cleaning out the closet 
going and she's like, well, Nicole broke a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Telling dad about how your sister broke shit. Even though it's not, it wasn't her fault at all. I love it. And then, um, you know, she calls Nicole uptight and she's like, must be hard to move around with a pickle up your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, which all honestly. And no play. Right. I don't think that's honestly how Winona views Nicole. Yes, Nicole, you know, is very serious about work and takes work very seriously. But I don't think if she really thought Nicole was as uptight as she teases her about, I don't think they would get along. I don't think Nicole or Winona would want to hang out with her. I think it's that like little thing that she makes an extreme to just kind of pick on her. Right. It's a defense, a defense mechanism. So she doesn't have to admit the good things about Nicole or that she likes her or whatever. Nedley, you know, is like, oh, give her a break. You two have more in common than you think and gives gives her the photo and, you know, taps the little girl. And, um, you know, there's a, again, Scrofano's eyebrows do some acting in this. There's a moment where she looks at the photo, you know, her brow creases and she realizes what he's saying. But to me, I don't feel like her face was as surprised as maybe it should have been. Do you think? Do you think my feel about that? I I don't think a lot surprises Winona at this point. That's fair. And I I think that's what that is. She's just like, oh, that makes sense. Because Nedley has invested so much into Nicole. Mm -hmm. And he's pushing so hard for us to work together and like have at least a professional work relationship Mm -hmm. that it it makes sense because of this now like he's known her this long he saved her right I think Winona's so good at processing what's happening around her so quickly Mm -hmm. she doesn't like you said she does kind of take everything in stride the only thing she can't process is her emotions (laughs) yeah I mean other than that she just goes with it yeah so you don't think at all she had any sort of inkling or like upon seeing the picture in the police station you don't think maybe she had a thought hey that kind of looks like kid nicole no i don't think if she's ever seen like a picture if she never saw a picture of nicole then no okay some people as kids look exactly like they look as adults i'm not saying that girl in the photo looked like yeah obviously it's not her but okay i just that was a thought and i I don't know i'm pretty bad i'm very bad at like knowing what little kid picture is an adult like i don't i don't know i'm not good at that i'm terrible at that (laughs) but some kids look exactly like they look as adults like you're like oh that is no doubt that person when they were four okay no i just wanted your opinion your opinion is valuable to me i don't know why shut up Okay, so then I'm just gonna I'm gonna start like ripping on myself the entire podcast, and then you'll be like, "Shut up!" I don't like people who are mean to my best friend, and I will fight you. Would you win? Yes. Okay. I know your weaknesses. What What are my weaknesses? I'm not gonna tell you because then you'll start strengthening them, or you'll you'll anticipate what move I'm gonna make, and it won't be as effective. Okay. I'm not ticklish. I know. That's not my weakness. That's such a weak ass move to tickle somebody. It's like bitch. I mean, it's their problem for being that weak. <laughs> like you brought down by a tickle. <laughs> Why do I just like imagine you in some sort of fucking Thunderdome type fight and the person you beat the person by 
tickling them and getting them off guard and like snapping their neck and you're just standing above their dead body looking down wiping a little bit of blood off of your lip and you're like you just say some grand epic fucking dig at how ticklishness is a weakness or some shit like why did I imagine that so both of my brothers are extremely ticklish so that's how I as the only girl won all the fights I mean with siblings, nothing's off limits. Exactly. They would pull my hair and shit. Plus, they have dicks. Just kick them in it. I mean, I did that, too. But, That's take, but taking down your older brother by tickling him? It is it is more humiliating than being So humiliating. Yeah. I see. I can see it. Somebody please draw Kelly in the Thunderdome over a corpse saying some epic line about tickling being a weakness. I can't think of it right now, but I'll get back to it. <laughs> Okay, the next scene, Nicole is scrambling around her house trying to clean up, and she puts the Bible out, which is fucking hilarious. I fucking, the first time I saw that, I died. I was like, first of all, why does she have a Bible? Right, I don't have a Bible, I don't think. And if you move out of your house, like your parents' house, and you're not religious, I don't think anybody has a Bible. If you're not, if I mean, obviously, if it's your parents' house and they're religious, you're like raised in that kind of household. There's a Bible around. There's a Bible somewhere in that house, if not more than one. But you've moved out on your own. You've not talked to your parents for however long. You never, you never really went to church, which we find out later. You know, where she's like, you know, I smoked cigarettes outside the church instead of ever going in. Why the fuck does she have a Bible? Just uh, maybe it's just for this moment to have like a cover. Right. Maybe she like had it on her because she was moving to a new town and she wasn't really sure what kind of outward ap- appearance she would have to put on because even being kind of like an out and proud gay person going to a new place, you just don't know the kind of reception you're going to get. So maybe, you know, she had it as like a backup plan. Yeah. And it's like a small what Midwest town. It's a small Canadian town. Purgatory's in Canada, right? I don't know. It's in North America somewhere. We're not real fans of the show. I don't know. Honestly, it doesn't ever say a country. It doesn't say a country, so. Okay. Also, why does Bunny just walk into someone's house that she's never really met before? Because that's who she is. What the fuck is wrong with her? She asks what Calamity Jane is. Has she never seen a cat? Is she actually like a demon or an alien that's pretending to be human? (laughs) How does she know she's allergic if she's like, oh, what is that? Also, she says she's deathly allergic. Anyone who's deathly allergic to a cat cannot be in a home where a cat has lived that long. Yes, drop that pet knowledge. No puffy eyes. Her nose isn't running. She is a liar. She hates animals and she should be wiped from the face of the earth. She's a bigot. So, yeah. 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 I mean, she hates everything. She hates. She's a dramatic hoe. Yeah. (laughs) She's entitled. She's a rich white old person. Why did she just? I like how Nicole stuffs her bra behind the bookshelf. She pulls out the Bible, but she doesn't even hide the picture of her in Waverly. Yeah. I, I've always thought about that. So this scene gives us that gif of cat running with the other cat. Yeah. Cat and cat crime. Yeah. And she is so uncomfortable holding a cat. <laughs> She's it, like, oh. She like doesn't know how to hold it. And it makes me laugh every time I see it. <laughs> I like how she's like, oh, you're getting fat. Like, I feel like that was a an ad lib line because she had to physically scoop this cat that she's probably barely interacted with. She's yes. like, oh, God, you're you're fat. Like, I'm sure she probably imagines cats like are five pounds or something. She's like, oh, God. 
Well, it's a it's a big cat, and I it's have a- I have a big ginger cat like that who's he's not overweight, but he is 15 pounds. Like mm-hmm. he's hefty. So I think it's I funny. get that, but she holds it. She holds that cat like a bomb. Yeah, she's like, oh. <laughs> it oh, just God. makes me laugh. It's good, good times. Yeah, so she's talking to Bunny, trying to, and I like how she's in her cop uniform, being completely professional and studious and polite, and Bunny's just fucking being a bitch. And then Winona walks in. She's like. Now, see, Winona's allowed to walk into the house. She knows her. She's been there. And she also announces as she's coming in. Right. I think, and it's, you know, serious business. It's work business that she's showing up for. It's, I guess it's not really work business because she, essentially, she shows up to go tell Nicole, like, hey, guess what I just found out about Nedley. Yeah, and she, I, I do love that, that she immediately decides, oh, hey, even though we kind of had this little fight, I'm going to go talk to Nicole about this photo like she needs to tell her right way she doesn't text her like hey call me when you get a sec i have important news she's just like i need to go see nicole right now and let her know i just found out something huge about herself also the names that winona comes up with in this episode for nicole are the best deputy tater hot tater hot you know deputy dipshit i like deputy not sheriff or officer (laughs) not sheriff whatever later on so she walks in and she's like i just need to borrow her for a second bunny's like oh now there's my pick for sheriff mm-hmm. winona you know she's an original family uh but i like when she's like oh maybe winona should be sheriff and they both laugh they're like <laughs> yeah they do they both laugh like really hard about it and there's so much going on in this scene where when bunny's talking about how the erps are one of the original families and then she's like but this one looks at nicole why is mad immediately her teeth she's come like out this one but then nicole never looks at winona this whole scene so she's like not clued in on the fact that winona is pissed yeah, about what bunny is saying like winona has no desire to be sheriff none. but she's not clued in on that she's so worried that this is like another thing that winona is going to get picked for right she's so she is she's super laser focused on trying to be sheriff it means so much to her mm-hmm. And yeah, she does not at all realize like what she's not clued in on. I mean, she does glance at Winona for a second when um when Bunny's like she's a tough bitch and Winona goes ayo. She like glances at her for a second. Nicole, high five your best friend. Seriously, just do it. It's time. but yeah, that's the only sort of she's so hyper focused and yeah, and it plays to kind of the impact that the kind of last scene that they have together in this episode makes. Yeah, it does. And we'll get back to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the fact that Nicole is unaware of what Bunny just said about her and how it affected Winona immediately. Like, I love that she's clueless to it. Yeah. She more at that moment, instead of being offended or like even worried like oh are you gonna let her talk to me that way she's more like oh great now this is another obstacle i have to go through and it's the great chosen one winona earp of course she would be sheriff over me i understand that when you really really want something and you just get so focused on that you kind of you sometimes forget that you have people on your side yeah exactly so it's understandable that she does that well especially because like i said it's winona earp her dad was sheriff it's in her legacy 
She's the hero. She's the great one. She's the one with the magic gun. Her mind immediately, and she doesn't even think for a split second that Winona doesn't want the job. She doesn't think that her best, she doesn't know that her best friend has already been the one to suggest she's sheriff. She doesn't know how much Winona supports this. So she just kind of panics. Yeah. And that's, she drags her to the kitchen because she's panicking and she's Mm -hmm. like, and instead of being like, do you really want to be sheriff or is she just being a bitch? She kind of starts to panic and starts to almost insult. And like, it's that thing where you have a loved one that's so close to you that you can lash out at them. And you know, at the end of the day, they'll still love you. She starts kind of lashing out at Winona. And Winona's just so amused by the idea that it's bugging Nicole that she was even brought up in the conversation to be sheriff that she's just like laughing she just doesn't she's not taking it seriously yeah or that she's also amused that nicole would think that she has any interest in being sheriff and then you know so she's like nicole's just digging at her qualifications and saying how much of a disaster it would be and winona's just like you know what if this is what you want i'll start acting like i want the job right she immediately she had no interest but then she saw exactly like Nicole was being mean about it pretty much. She was like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to be obnoxious about it then. She's like, "Uh, excuse me. I could totally be a great sheriff. And then she's like, calls her not sheriff. And yeah. But yeah. So Nicole's kind of like pulls her to the side. She's panicking. She's like, what are you doing here? Pretty much. I think she's trying to get her to leave. Like, what are you doing here? What the fuck? And then Winona's like, she's amused. But then she's like, oh, wait, I came here for something. But then she goes right back to picking on the fact that Nicole is so annoyed. And they have, you you can't even run to Chipotle. Do you think Winona's feelings get hurt? Yeah, I do. Her one feeling gets hurt? Yeah, Yeah. her one feeling gets hurt. This person who is her best friend. Yeah, she's not ready to admit it. Just really telling her that she's unqualified for basically anything. Right. I I mean, it would be hurtful to have that like Winona has done so much and has saved so many people so mm-hmm. I really do think that Nicole did hurt her feeling yeah and it, and I think that's why she pretends like she wants that job right and especially because she has no interest in it and she supports Nicole but of course Nicole doesn't know that so it's like it's almost like if I'm gonna be accused of doing something and nobody's gonna believe that I'm innocent I might as well go and do it you know what I'm saying exactly you know if I'm gonna do the time I might as well do the crime yep and they're they're not at that point where they really talk about their feelings and like openly support each other and stuff like that they're still in that like wanting to guard their own feelings and emotions right and they they like each other they support each other they're friends they get along they work well together but they're still kind of like i don't want to admit it first yeah they're still in that place so they they hear bunny scream ah isis (laughs) (laughs) and she faints so yeah and they go from bickering to business just like that yeah i love it so Winona tells Nicole she knows a few places to hide the body. You only hide bodies with your best friend. That's, dude, that's exactly what I put. I was like, she's like, I know a dozen places to hide the body. And she, and Nicole's like, she's still alive. And she's like, fine, we'll, we'll just save them for next time. I love how she's just like, we will save it for next time because that is her ride or die bitch. And if she's hiding a body, she's calling Nicole. I literally wrote, you only hide bodies with your best friend, ride or die bitch. Yes. You just said that. 
is because we're the same. I, I put, can we just dissect this? <laughs> I love that you were like so, so zoned in on the fact that she was that one little, probably just kind of toss out line that was just. It mean, probably ma- was. No one's going to dissect it like we do either. Because, I mean, we, we talk about that. We're always like, do you need help hiding a body? Because you're like mad at somebody. Right. Or something like that. And then yeah. it's always like, well, ride or die. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it's like she doesn't even hesitate to confide in Nicole. She's like, I know some places. Even if she's kidding, it's just like Nicole's her person. If you're hiding a body, you're doing it with your best friend. And they were just <laughs> fighting, but Nicole or Winona's like, oh, like I'll if she's dead, that I'll help you. Right. And I like it instead of being like logically like oh shit, should we call the ambulance? Oh shit, you're a cop. Maybe we should go about this the right way. Like she passed out in my house. Like let's, she's like, let's just hide the body. It's fine. We got this covered. (laughs) She's like, no, she's still alive. And she's like, fine, we can save them from next time. We, if they don't hide a body at one point, no, I'm just kidding. That would mean they've murdered somebody who didn't deserve it. Or maybe deserved it, but was human. Yeah. (laughs) So they go in and she's like, get her purse. And she's like, right, cash, no. Medicine. this whole scene is just it's just comedic gold and here's the thing bunny is the type of person that's such a fucking bitch that everything winona says and tries to do i get it i would want to steal from that bitch so bad <laughs> and i would be like no oh my god she's down get the medications okay so do you want to know the thing that i never noticed before because it's in this scene yes please and it's the next thing that happened and I don't know if maybe maybe I noticed and it just didn't really click or didn't make me laugh. Last night, I was seriously cracking up. Okay. Nicole puts the medicine in her mouth and she tells Wynona to get the tea. Uh-huh. Wynona uses the whole fucking the whole pot. It like pours it like straight out. pours it right like into her mouth and it's like way too much. Way too much. It's probably piping fucking hot. <laughs> right? And I'm just like... It's because she gives no shits about Bunny. Right. Zero shits. Zero. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to fucking drown this bitch in some tea. (laughs) Also, on on Winona's part, it's smart because the spout is more concentrated. You're trying to give somebody who's unconscious a drink out of an open ass wide cup, you know? It's not going to work. I guess, but it's not like she does it with precision. No, she doesn't. She's like, dumps it. And the pills totally float out of her mouth. I don't know why you would try to put pills in, in an unconscious body. I don't know. I never noticed that she used, like, the whole fucking thing before. Yeah, the whole. I noticed that last night. She was just pouring straight out of the spout. But, I mean, can I just say one of the funniest moments in the in this whole show is when Wynona's like, is this Oxy? And Nicole swats it out of her hands <laughs> without even looking up, without hesitation, without nothing. She's just like, Whoop. Like, again, almost like she could have anticipated that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I just I love their comedic timing. Mel and Kat, just they're amazing together. They kill it together. I love it. So, yeah. Chaos. Chaos twins. They they go to take her out. They put her in the police cruiser to get her to the hospital, which is smart. Nicole's like, you know, put her in the cruiser. I can put lights and siren to the hospital really fast. And then she's like go grab her medications. And Winona's like, wow, let's just take her to the hospital. And she's like, we need to, they're arguing again, like children. And Nicole's like, fine, I'll just fucking do it myself because she realizes, you know, they're in a time crunch. Winona's still being obnoxious. (laughs) Just get it done and move on. Here's the thing that I think. So Nicole's 
a good person and does the right thing. She's a cop. So she's like, fine, we'll take this bitch to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And Winona's in that place where she's like, I hate that bitch. I don't care if we take long to get her to the hospital because I literally don't care if she dies. Her living or dying does not affect my life at all. Yeah. So Winona has zero motivation to really put her ass in gear. Right. Except for as soon as Nicole's like, no, I'll get them. And Winona was like, wait, no, I want to get them now. She's just, <laughs> again, she's being obnoxious. And they're sitting there like pulling at each other and fighting towards the house. Like, no, I'll do it. No, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're such children. I freaking love it. The car gets stolen and uh, Nicole's freaking out. And Winona is absolutely <laughs> losing her shit in the background. Look who needs my help now. <laughs> they're again they're like siblings they're like when you know your parents tell you to do something and you're like will you help me with this and they're like no fuck you and then they're like fine i'll just do it and tell mom that i did it by myself and they're like no let me help and they're like no and they're like punching (laughs) each other (laughs) and then it goes horribly long and they're like oh do you want me to help now even though originally she was supposed to help Okay. I also love that, like, they come back. Winona is hot wiring Bunny's car. Yes. So they have her purse, which has the keys in it. Exactly. And Nicole's like, dude, what are you doing? I have the keys. <laughs> she's not mad. She's not mad that Winona, or shocked or anything that Winona is hot wiring the car. She's just like, that's so unnecessary, dude. I have the keys. I love how she calls her dude. I love when Nicole calls Winona dude. <laughs> and then Winona is just content to do it her way. She's like, yeah, it's fine. I got it. <laughs> well, I also think it's like, it's a chance to fuck up Bunny's car. True. It's Why just not so, take it? <laughs> yeah. Nicole is just annoyed that Winona's being so extra about it. But Winona, you know, again, she's being obnoxious. She's being extra she it is who she is but you know at the same time she is actually taking it seriously like oh shit we have to go get bunny now yeah where otherwise she could have been just like oh fuck it like it, they'll show up we can get your cruiser back later whatever she realizes that you know nicole is focused on this so she's like okay let's go get bunny even though she doesn't want to so they call waverly and jeremy to track nicole's cruiser and, <laughs> and jeremy like, actually laughs about their bad luck i know i love it like this is black black fly in your chardonnay type look and she's like okay jagged little nerd which is such a great joke such a great joke if y'all don't know who alanis morissette is in the album jagged little pill get your guys's self some culture and look it up yeah okay you said that not very convincingly oh sorry I was, re- I was reading my notes farther ahead. Sorry. You know who Alanis Morissette is, right? Yes. Okay. And Jagged Little Peel is a great album. Yeah, I think that's my favorite one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so they get to the bar. The Revenant get- Bar. A Revenant Bar, which apparently there's another one in the Ghost River Triangle, or is it in Purgatory? Um, I think I'm not sure. I think it's like just maybe outside of Purgatory. See. It's so funny because there's not really, and this is something that, because we're listening to that Why Not podcast. Yeah. Where they talk about the the club and they're like, wait, wait how is what? there a club in Purgatory? And it's, I think it's outside of Purgatory, but it's in the Ghost River Triangle. It is outside of Purgatory. It's in the Ghost River Triangle. They, they do kind of point out, you know, the map of the Ghost River Triangle and how the revenants can't leave the Ghost River Triangle. Mm-hmm. But there's not actual, like, an explanation about how many cities are included, how close to get, there's not really like, so, you know, it's a mystery. And I think it's so they have options open. 
Exactly. Perfect. But it was funny. I was listening to that and I was like, you know, it's funny because basically if it's not shown or said to be in purgatory, like Shorty's, the police station, the hospital, I'm guessing is in purgatory, you know, things like that. The homestead's in purgatory, purgatory, but on the outskirts. Yeah. I'm guessing if it's not like, you know, obviously specified it's in purgatory, it's just the ghost river triangle. And we don't know how many miles that is. Apparently, there's another bar in the Ghost River Triangle that is easily accessible. <laughs> so they're at the bar. They're sneaking up to the cruiser. Everything about this. I know. I love how they're sneaking up and she's like, you know, let's get the cruiser and go home or whatever. And well, she says something about the Golden Girl trivia night or something like that. Wynon just makes a little like joke about um, Nicole's kind of optimism and her na- naivety about how easily this situation is going to go. And she's like, well, Rose, we're not in St. Olaf anymore, <laughs> which A, means Wynonna watches Gil- uh, Golden Girls. Yeah. And also she just called Nicole kind of dumb <laughs> slash, <laughs> slash naive. Yeah, this this scene. So stupid. They're so dumb. You know, Bunny's inside losing her shit, being fucking offensive. Yes. And um, Nicole's like, oh, don't worry, I have an extra key. And then Winona mocks her like, and then the key breaks and Nicole or Winona mocks her again or blames her. And it's not Nicole's fault the key broke. No, that's just a bad luck. Bad luck. And then she's like, okay, we're going to shoot it. She's like, oh. It could hit Bunny, and she's like, eh, risk I'm about to, you know. That's fine. But That's fine. then she's like, oh, but it could hit you or me. And she's like, oh, fine. Like, fine. And then she's like, let's just call the fire department. I she's love like, this. <laughs> no, they would never let us sheriffs live it down. Us sheriffs, I know, I love it. Honestly, I would watch a spinoff of them just being sheriffs together. I would watch a, a buddy cop movie TV show with just these two disaster twins all the time. It'd be amazing. Winona's still just like awkward. Like, no, I just hooked up with that guy. Let's, I don't know. I don't want to see, let's not involve him at all. And, and Nicole doesn't. That's the thing. Like she could have just been like, well, I'm calling. Right. And she's like, okay, fine. Like, I'll just go with you. We'll sneak into this revenant bar. Much more dangerous. Much more dangerous. There's one girl with one gun and then I have my service pistol on me, but that can only slow them down or injure them. But let's go and rush into a bar full of, what, 20, 30 revenants? Great plan. Disaster twins. So they go <laughs> go inside, and um, they're peeking in, and they're Nicole's trying to use the hand signals, like, you go over here. This is the plan. <laughs> and Winona basically just tells her to eat a dick. She's like, <laughs> 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 And then they get caught sneaking behind the bar. One thing I noticed is, again, kind of like what you just said is instead of calling and being rational, like, hey, let's she goes along with Winona's plan. So yeah. she, she just lets Winona do the talking like <laughs> which she shouldn't. No, she shouldn't. But at the same time, I feel like she kind of trusts Winona. Like chaos is Winona's brand. Yeah. And it's already we're in the chaos. So that's let mm-hmm. Winona control. She's like, let's let Winona do the talking because at the end of the day, when it comes down to them, Winona has done, has gotten them out of a lot of shit. And I just feel in that kind of moment, it's subtle, but I just feel like Nicole just trusts Winona to kind of see this through. Yeah. They could have easily started bickering. She's like, no, Winona, let's do this. Like they could have just had a moment behind the bar where they were, they were caught. What should we do now? Yeah. Nicole could have just been like, let's just start shooting or let's just run or. And what they could have easily just bickered back and forth, but no, she's just like, okay, 
like she was just let's wind on to the talking it flashes to Waverly and Jeremy trying to figure out like oh this bad luck type of thing and I I, I noted this just because I just wanted to say Waverly's outfit in this episode is good that's just what I wrote dot 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 good it's fine the blazer it looks really good the sleeve it's very wet it fits her very well it's oh it's perfectly tailored to her it's not because you know Waverly does kind of have kind of an eclectic style Mm -hmm. some of her outfits woof woof but it's it's her style it's toned down a little bit it looks good on her her hair with the kind of hat messy up bang hang it Waverly looks good in this episode let's just say that it's a look that's for sure it's it's a it's a look tm yes <laughs> okay so back to now that i've had my you know gay moment and my thirst moment this cast is just so attractive i can't help it every single one of them every single one of them you know what really trips me out mm-hmm. is see, seeing and hearing tim out of doc oh i know watching like shit's creek and he's uh-huh. in the, like the first few seasons it's really weird yeah like without he, facial hair no facial hair and his normal voice which is a little you know higher than doc's is yeah you know? without the southern draw too it's yeah he really lowers it and makes yeah. it but his normal voice is you know a higher pitched is you know different it's softer mm-hmm. just it trips me out yeah it's always really weird right they're at the bar they're doing a drinking contest it would have been so love. funny if they had done golden girls trivia though it would have or like a mix like if you got the answer yes, wrong you, you take a sh- yeah, yeah perfect so you know as we have discussed we watch it with closed captioning on because then Always. you so the cold the so Winona's like how are you feeling he's like I feel fine and then Nicole says I feel college up until this point I thought it was I feel college but the closed captioning said I failed college so I, so I saw that on mine too so I'm wondering if it was wrong mm-hmm. because I don't know it that would seem so out of place yeah, my question, though, because, you know, we watch it on Netflix, so it's an official, you know, what these are like professional transcribers, professional content creators, this and that. Do you? Yes, but I've, also, I've seen other mistakes on Netflix. Before. Okay, so you don't think that they get like the official transcript from the show and they just type it in? I don't okay. think so, but I, I could be wrong. So maybe we should ask people, is it I failed college or is it I feel college? I honestly always thought it was I, I wish... Okay, listen, We this is what, episode 13, 14? 14, I do know I looked before we started. We have over like 500 listens, maybe 600 at this point. I don't know. It's, it's been over 600. There we go. Thanks. You're my analytics girl. Can we get some notoriety? Can somebody from the cast slash crew notice us and like make us official and be friends with us so that we can ask important questions about the show like this. <laughs> yeah, this is like the important question that I just you, need answered. Wait. It's the only one so far. This is the only question that I have. Oh, I have so many questions. This but. this is top of my list question. Top of my list. I need to get these quotes right. So can I get an official wine on or quote corrector to like contact us so that we can present? I'm sure, I am sure someone in the fandom knows. I'm sure. Also, Nicole and Winona have now been handcuffed together. Yes, they are handcuffed together because, you know, 
they can't run in handcuffs. Obviously they can, but whatever. It's smart move, Revenants. It's not like they're even handcuffed to a, the table. They're just handcuffed together. <laughs> anyway, thanks for getting us back on track. Yeah, no problem. I also I like how Nicole is miserable, suffering, drunk as just like fuck. last season. But she's still so right and die. She's still just taking shots. She's going she's going drink for drink. She could have easily it's, it's pussy willows all over again i know i love it it's, she's obviously she wins the drinking contest she does she does because winona was cheating i like when he was like you've been spitting it back into the bottle and nicole's like no she hasn't like she 100 <laughs> percent does not believe that's something winona would do even though that's exactly what winona would do. <laughs> she's just so ride or die i love it yeah she's immediately defending her like nah yeah, I learned it from Coyote Ugly. Oh, I love that movie. She, she gets so distracted. I love Drunk Nicole. They realize they're in trouble. Quit quipping and run. And that's where we're going to end this episode because we've already talked for way too long and we still have so much more to get through. I still have one, two, like four pages, three pages. So this is going to end the first half of 3-7. You have a question to answer. Oh, yes. Or- from your arch nemesis? Yes, my arch nemesis. My my Twitter nemesis. Mm-hmm. Who's Who is? A- AJ. Yeah. Wants to know why I don't like candy corn. And they added that my reason can't be that it tastes like wax. It doesn't taste like wax. It has the consistency of wax, yes. But it doesn't taste like wax. It just tastes bad. Okay, that's to so me. vague. That's such a vague answer. You need to, like, it tastes too sugary it tastes like plastic it is very plasticky tasting to me thank you because i like i couldn't even think about like what it tastes like to me plasticky is a very good word to describe that i don't think it tastes like candy like it doesn't taste sweet to me it doesn't have a good flavor i'm i mean i'll be honest i'm not a huge candy person anyway i don't have much of a sweet tooth but there, I don't know. There's something about candy corn I just don't like. I just don't like it. It's so bad. Okay. I think that's fair. It's disgusting. Okay. Keep insulting it. One it's more. the worst thing on earth. TM? Yes. The worst, the worst TM? Yes. Capital T, capital W. The worst. Yes. I hate it. Just, I like it. And how this is the official branding of AJ being my Twitter nemesis. It's it. It's out there, guys. You guys have to pick a side. It doesn't have yes. to be on the candy corn issue, but you do have to either root for the nemesis or I'm not going to call you a hero because this isn't a I hero versus villain thing. First of all, I think I would be the villain. Absolutely. I, I just. Yeah. So I'll be the villain. They can be the hero. It's fine. We can we can make it like that. Okay, But pick a side, guys. So whenever they start bickering, I've always wanted a nemesis. So it's perfect. You've made her day. (laughs) All right. So we're going to end it here and then we'll make a second episode part two. I'm just going to do a quick ending. Thank you for listening. We're on Twitter at TS Shenanigans. Anchor page, anchor.fm forward slash top shelf shenanigans. You can find all of our platforms on that page or search on whatever platform you listen. It's there. It's out there. We thank you for listening. We have loved the interaction this week. Listen to all these new podcasts, support artists, support fic writers, support merch producers, support each other, love each other. If you want to share anything with us, let us know. Tweet at us. Slide into our DMs. We always love it. Thank you guys so much. It's been a blast. When wanting to annoy your best friend just to get under their skin, why not? Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. That's the end of this episode. Now we're going to talk for another four hours about that second half.